The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Ryanair is calling on the DAA to release lands for temporary car parks uh, this summer at Dublin Airport, given the problem they have with the uh, quick park attempted acquisition. Eddie Wilson is Chief Executive Officer with Ryanair and joins me now. Eddie, good morning. Good morning, Pat. How are you? Um, I'm very well. Now, there are a number of things. You released a, a statement earlier today having a right go at uh, DAA. Uh, first of all, parking. We had Kenny Jacobs on earlier, and he said uh, this idea of yours that you could use lands at Dublin Airport for parking, they can't because they would need planning permission. I, like What we see here is a pattern. You know, you look post-COVID. Last year was security. Uh, which now has largely been fixed, and now this year it's car parking. I don't, I don't know what's going to be next summer. I mean, like it's not up to us to, um, you know, to provide the car parking. But now that it's been presented as a problem, they should do something about it. They should have been planning for this last year. It is not a surprise that as air traffic has recovered, that you're going to need security people, which is fixed. And now that you're going to need car parking spaces, and they should have done something about this well in advance of the summer, rather than surprising everybody at the last minute. And what we're saying is, look, come up with an alternative. One of the alternatives would be open some of that land bank and get people to be able to park Mm. at the airport. But he said, can't do that without planning permission. You know, even for a temporary car park, you need planning. And I'm sure you can get it, but what I'm sure you can get temporary uh, planning permission. But like the issue here is how you know how an airport has been run, and how we have one crisis, you know, from from year to year. Security is fixed this year, but like it's not up to me to run the airports. They should be running the airports, and they should have the foresight to know that it's going to be fully recovered. And guess what? Here's the surprise: people drive to the airport, and they're going to need a car parking space. And rather than just let you know game the system for increased charges or push the competition authority into giving them the car park, they should have. They should have actually not hedged their bets on just on on the one solution that they've been now delayed on and come up with an alternative plan. And our plan is, okay, now that we're presented with this, do something temporary and do it quickly. Now, the the, the monopoly situation uh, which you charge uh, DAA with, um, Kenny Jacobs said, look, it's not a monopoly if we can't control the prices. We can't gouge our prices on our customers. Perhaps they are doing that, you might say, on car parking using uh, the same methodology that airlines use. When demand goes up, prices go up. But in terms of their charges to you, they are controlled by the regulator. Like, I mean, the only reason there's a regulatory environment is because they're a monopoly. Right? The regulator, uh, the uh, the aviation regulator, doesn't set prices for sweet shops. It sets it for it sets it for airports, and there's no alternative airports. And it tries to put uh, some sense on that. But what they put in is every year something extra. Latin, like now, it's we need more money for security. They don't need more money for security. That was already included in last year's increase. They're now putting in a 200 million euro tunnel that goes nowhere. I mean, think about it this way. We need more capacity at Dublin Airport and anyone who's gone through, when it's flowing well in the Ryanair terminal, it works. We need more gates at the other end of that. And we should need uh, if there, we should, uh, capacity for a third terminal. Now the DAA are building the equivalent of the port tunnel to uh, a four-lane highway under the, uh, under the runway going to the West Apron where there are no aircraft, no passenger aircraft. What do they need that for? And now they say they don't want a third, they don't want a, uh, a, a third terminal. So where is that tunnel going to? They don't need it. It is the um, usual price rises 
um, and they are uncompetitive on a European basis. Yeah. Now, what say you to the fact that you know airports like Heathrow charge far more than Dublin Airport, and there are other? He mentioned a number of airports around uh, mm. Europe where the charges are far higher than Dublin. He says Dublin is very low. I mean, like what you have here is that you've got the published charges at an airport, um, and then airlines. Um, uh, you know, have their bargaining position in terms of how much growth they're going to to put in. Because an airport largely has fixed costs, largely has fixed costs. It has some incremental costs. So the more passengers you put through, then that should mean that prices should come down, not go up. Prices are set to go up in Dublin Airport this year already by 12% and 45% by 2026. That doesn't make any sense. We go to other airports in Europe, the vast majority of airports where we're able to say, we will give you more traffic, but you push down uh, charges, and then we in turn will pass that on in the form of lower fares to, to our customers. And, yeah, you but, know, but, if, but Eddie, if, if, you, if, you, if you want to go into, say, the main airport in Frankfurt, they're not going to give you €8 Euro a pop, are they? Because well, they don't need they don't need well, your business. They've got lots of Lufthansa business. They don't well, need yours. It's little airports here, there, and yon which would love extra traffic from Ryanair. They're willing to do a deal because you know some money is better than no money. You know that's not the factual position, right? First of all, we travel. Uh, we're connected. Our passengers, 168 million passengers this year. Over 75 percent go to major airports in Europe. Okay, that's the first thing. The second thing is we don't fly to Frankfurt, Maine anymore precisely for this reason, because they put the charges up to 50 euros and nobody has filled that space and the terminal that they built there is empty. What we have in Dublin is, and you know, the charges, and you should go back to the DAA on this path, it isn't 8 euros. The published charge at Dublin Airport exactly for this summer is 20 euros and 81 cents per departing passenger. And on top of that, through ancillary revenue, car parking, duty-free, etc., there's another 17 euros that there, and we encourage them to do that to take that. Um, yeah, I mean, you, know, from, you guys, from passengers, so that's almost fifty I mean, euros. You sell but, very nice toasted sandwiches on your aircraft we do, to make a few bob as well. So we do, and and that's why I said I encourage them to to take the non aeronautical uh, revenue, whether that is you know through the duty free shops. But for when you get up to the terminal to walk through the airport and to get on the Ryanair aircraft, costs you as a cost twenty one euros. Now, how is that? And, if, and if the published charge is eight euros, how, no, it's how does not, it? It's not. It's not. What they do is what they do. What Dublin Airport do when they're talking to you is they split it in two as uh, arriving and departing passengers. Every other airport in Europe does it on a on a per departing passenger basis. So, clarify with them afterwards. It's twenty euros and eighty one cents. That's the number. That's what we pay this summer, and that's including an eleven percent increase, and that's set to grow by forty five percent by twenty twenty six. Look at the Spanish airport which are owned by the government down there, they actually reduced charges by 5% and said, we're not going to increase charges by until 2027 for any airline because we want to have a post-COVID recovery. The government here, actually in their wisdom, through the traffic recovery scheme, we were, um, put in a scheme, uh, a very generous scheme that got Ryanair and other airlines to recover here. And we were back to 120% last year when we had the security chaos, which should have been no surprise to them. What we're saying is, we're not going to have a traffic recovery scheme that the government did in in one impetus. But if you've got fixed costs at your airport, then if you put more traffic in, it should go down. Passengers are not going to go through that tunnel. Not one bag is going to go through that tunnel. Not one passenger is going to go through that tunnel. And they're building a tunnel into a cul-de-sac, uh, supposedly to a place where there's not going to be a third terminal. Um, it doesn't make any I, sense. I'm, I'm a bit mystified, Eddie, because, I mean, they recruited a Ryanair man 
to do the job because they obviously admired the Ryanair way of doing business. He was a good colleague of yours, good pal, I'm sure. Yeah. And now you're slagging him off for... I'm not slagging off, Kenny. No, what I'm saying is that the DAA behind the scenes always want to spend more money and build and gold plate projects. And let's just bring this back at a very simple level. It is a piece, it is a vital part of national infrastructure for people to get on and off this island. And what you need to do is lower charges to encourage airlines to actually put more traffic in and more connectivity. And we've done that in spades when the government put in the traffic recovery scheme. And now we're just out of that and they're jacking up charges by 45%. They're building tunnels that go nowhere when we actually need more gates And that's what they need to do. They need to think that they are an arm of government in terms of infrastructure, not pet projects that actually you and I and everybody else who goes to that airport pay for in higher fares. Now, some of the texts coming in, Eddie, if local authorities can grant temporary large car parks for events like electric picnic, the ploughing championships, etc., why can't they grant this in the fields around airports just for the summer period? That's a comment there. And they have a huge land bank, and they have a huge land bank. They have have a huge land bank there at the the main um, airport roundabout. They could easily do this. Um, Since Ryanair took over the Kerry to Dublin route, uh, the morning flight leaves over three hours later than it used to. That means Kerry people have to drive to Dublin and park there when before we could fly from Kerry and then connect to our flight from Dublin Airport. Please practice what you preach, Ryanair. We have an excellent service and I'm looking here at the website and fares are at 1999. Um, but if it's at the uh, wrong time, Eddie, from, you, to, to make your connections. Well, I mean, we don't have a base in Kerry, so the aircraft has to get there first before it can come back out. And we have an excellent, like it's an excellent service. It's, it's twice a day. It's twice a day to Kerry. It's affordable um, and uh, like, I, like mm. I, I get nothing but praise about it every time I every time I visit the kingdom. You know, like so, it's we can't depart from early from Kerry because the aircraft is actually based in Dublin. Why is the new runway not in use at peak times? I I don't know anything about this, but I, perhaps you do. Yeah, there is a program to extend the opening hours up until uh, eleven o'clock. It's gone way too slow. Um, and there's still some work to be done on taxiways there, but we should have that airport. We should have that runway in operation full time by the, I think, by the end of June, mm. where it'll it'll go. I think it closes at eight o'clock, but it'll go till eleven o'clock then. Yeah, a question which probably I should have put to Kenny Jacobs earlier: uh, the drone problem has it been sorted out or not? That's from Frankie and Watford. Uh, Your pilots would know. Yeah, my understanding is that like um, the the training is done, the equipment has been uh, purchased. Uh, I'm not 100% sure that have they got the regulatory approval yeah. yet. But, we but you haven't heard any interruptions to business anyway in no. recent weeks? Be, be, no, because fingers of... crossed. All right. Um, anyway, you have made your point uh, about the charges and so on. Finally, the question of Terminal 3. Now, famously, Michael was... Um, very vocal about Terminal 2, uh, didn't want it, certainly not the expensive one that uh, was built, but it turns out that it's quite useful because you dominate Terminal 1 now um, in Ryanair and your business has flourished. Um, you would have been rightly screwed if they hadn't built a Terminal 2. Well, they built the wrong terminal. I mean, if you, if you, if you think about it, anyone who goes through that terminal, nobody uses check-in desks really anymore. Um, all the restaurants are on the wrong side. And then you've got a, a narrow alleyway that brings you to the other side and you can't actually put any extra seating in. So it looks great from an architectural point of view, but it's the, the front part of it doesn't work. People 20 years ago used to drop off to the airport to have a meal and have a pint with whoever was going. Now everybody goes on their own and wants to get through security and half 
that building isn't used. Yeah. Do we need Terminal 3? Um, I, th- I think initially we need an extension to Terminal 1 and I think ultimately, yes, we need Terminal 3 and it would be great to have a competing terminal. But I suspect that, you know, building a four-lane um, tunnel under the uh, taxiway over there into a cul-de-sac might mean the DAA are thinking that way as well. Yeah, well, I must say when I'm going to take a Ryanair flight on Terminal 1, I, o- I just added in as part of my exercise regime. <laughs> it's a long walk to some of those gates, Eddie. It is, it is. I mean, that's an increasing part of uh, airport life. Um, but I mean, they're, they're travelators there um, as you go up the incline. But uh, I think once you keep people moving, but if we can, if we, uh, when you come to the end, rather than turning left into what the, is the, effectively the Ryanair terminal, we can turn right there. There are old aircraft hangars. We're going to be vacating one of those because we've just invested in a new hangar elsewhere on the airport apron. And we could get another 10, 12 gates in there and relieve some of the pressure there. I think it'd be well worth doing rather than building a mini port tunnel uh, under the under the old runway uh, into a cul-de-sac at Dublin Airport. I don't know what the point of it is. Eddie Wilson, Chief Executive Officer of Ryanair DAC. Thank you very much for joining us on the... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Programme.